see if we can't get some of these people to head over from the discord i still see more people on the discord call than on the twitter call let's see if we can't get everybody over here and we'll kick off in just a moment it's another beautiful day in stash land we're looking forward to bringing all the news to you waiting for all the shillable community to come over waiting for some of the people uh, that we talked to about the community call earlier this week to come over i know a lot of people have been interested in getting their feedback heard by the broader community and the stash team as well. Really looking forward to that opportunity for everybody. We're going to start off by kind of explaining where things have gone lately and where we're going. Uh, but this is definitely an open floor for people to share their feedback. We know a lot of changes have happened recently, and we're looking forward to hearing what people think and sharing the latest from our side about what we've integrated based on that feedback. Give us one minute or two to get all these people back over from the Discord. I still see about six or seven community members who are in there taking their time, coming over here, uh, and then we'll kick off. But I don't want to keep you guys waiting. We're already 10 minutes past the hour. For any of you who are still on the other call, if you can do your part in trying to move people over, we obviously appreciate it. Okay, I think most of the folks who would have moved over from Discord have figured it out by now. We'll keep making sure everybody heads over, but let's kick off. This is the Stash August community call. We're super happy that you guys have come over from the Discord or from Twitter X to join us today. We're going to talk through some of the recent changes to the platform, what we've been doing in response to the community feedback. We're going to review our roadmap and our positioning for Stash. A lot has changed since we launched in December 2021. The NFT market has changed. Uh, the broader ecosystem of all these different L1, L1 ecosystems has changed. Our approach to growth for encrypted NFTs has had to change in response to that market. But of course, we're still really committed to seeing that become the dominant standard for NFTs more broadly. It's certainly better for user privacy, creator monetization, all these things we care about. Uh, but we'll go into on this call a little bit more about uh, what we've learned building for the past year and how that's impacting our approach going forward towards uh, trying to get that growth. Uh, I've also got up here some members of the Stash team. I'm sending around some invites. If people are having in issues accepting the invites, just sending around some speaker invites for folks to get up on the stage. For the, if that's been an issue, uh, Leave the space and come back, and I'll try to get you up here. But I see Badrix already up here with me. Um, and this is Tor speaking from the Stash account. Uh, happy to go into all the latest and walk you through things. But thanks for joining us here. This is also going to be recorded. So after this is done, we can share this with people in the community who weren't able to make it today. All right. Well, let's kick off at the start. So the most pressing immediate change, as everybody may have noticed, is this change towards 
stash accounts. So before we go into why uh, the change was made in the way it was made, let's talk about why they needed to be a change at all. Uh, so stash's positioning has definitely changed from where it started. Well, we've always been very open about this. Like our goal for Stash is to onboard millions of users into encrypted NFTs and into the NFT ecosystems more generally. And things have definitely changed. You know, we've seen NFT volumes fall by something like 98%. We've seen a lot of users leave the ecosystem. We've seen floor prices crater. This is not just true of any individual L1 ecosystem. This is true kind of across the board. And what started as a positioning that we thought could be self-sustaining, it became pretty clear pretty quickly it wasn't going to be. This is just not a large enough market to be taking all of these niche positions in and thinking that we're going to be able to keep this platform running uh, into perpetuity. It doesn't help any of the users who are committing to secret NFTs or to Stash and the ecosystem and community if we can't keep the platform sustainable. And it forced us to think a little bit differently about where we want to take things. So we've made a couple very deliberate choices about the platform uh, in order to get the growth that's going to allow us to be self-sustaining so we can keep bringing these cool features like encrypted NFTs and stash badges and such to market. One is that we decided that what is most underserved in the NFT space still in terms of native platforms is social. Because you've got all of these people coming and doing their commerce on Web3 native platforms like OpenSea and Blur and Magic Eden uh, or Object, all these platforms that didn't exist uh, pre the growth of the NFT ecosystem. Even as these other players like Coinbase have tried to launch NFT marketplaces, we're finding that users really want these more native solutions. But for social, they're still using exclusively Web2 platforms. So when they're interacting with other users, when they're marketing collections, when they're discovering, they're all on Twitter or X. They're still on Telegram. They're still on Discord. And we just didn't think that made any sense because Twitter can be really antagonistic as a platform for people who actually care about collecting and creating. One of the things that we think we can bring with Stash is a home for collectors and creators to connect, a home that they don't have in Web 2 for certain, but I still don't think that they have in Web 3. And you'll notice that if you haven't been on Stash in a while, or if you're there every day, you'll notice that the home of Stash now is a feed. And that feed is open. You know, anybody can post to it. Anybody can share information about their collections or about what they've collected. We want users to be able to grow their own presence and their own social graph there. We want to open up that world of collecting. Uh, and then we also see the feed as being something that's extremely customizable, even wh whether it's developing default feeds for users or allowing users to highly customize their own feed based on submissions. That's something we want the feed to be. The feed is also something that's pretty straightforward to progressively decentralize. I don't think that there's a reason for every single social post, every single social post to need to live on a blockchain. We definitely believe that user ownership should be on a blockchain. Users should own their assets on whatever blockchain they choose. They should have direct access to those to those assets. They shouldn't be able to like have any platform take those assets away from them. I don't I don't like that idea of 
platformed custodied assets. We saw this play out with the FTX NFT marketplace and Coachella NFTs, where just they essentially vanished because users trusted that FTX would keep all those things in existence. And it turns out, well, they didn't. But if there is growth for the social sides of the product, it's easy to put those sorts of things on chain, provided scalability is there to give users even more control of their social identity and reputation. Uh, but that seems to be the sort of thing we can progressively decentralize uh, over time with Stash uh, in a way that doesn't compromise the user experience, doesn't compromise the core value proposition of NFTs, which is uh, individual ownership, self-custody, et cetera. Uh, so social is one piece of it. Another big piece is our focus on multi-chain support. Now, when we started Stash as a platform, we had this tailwind of not only global growth for NFTs uh, and blockchain, but specifically in the secret network ecosystem, there was a lot more emphasis on growth. There was a lot, uh, there was a lot more growth actually occurring. And over 2022 and 2023, that's no longer the case. Those tailwinds are now headwinds. We've seen a steady drop in adoption for the L1. Uh, there hasn't been the kind of uptake for encrypted NFTs or private smart contracts more generally that most of us would have hoped for. Um, and it, we, we've tried to do our part. I think at one point, one out of every four addresses on Secret Network had interacted with Stash in some way, which I thought was a really exciting statistic because it meant we were doing our part to drive growth forward for the ecosystem. Um, but that's not the same as benefiting from the growth of the L1. If, if it was a bigger, more aggressively expanding ecosystem, then that would be a tailwind for Stash. All those new people exploring the L1 ecosystem would obviously want to explore encrypted NFTs and Stash. Um, but that wasn't happening. It was rather the reverse. Stash was driving a lot of new interest in the chain as opposed to the chain's growth driving interest in Stash. And that's just not sustainable. So our big focus has become multi-chain support. And no matter who you are on any blockchain, we saw that social was underserved. Discovery was underserved. Collectors weren't growing a big enough audience. Collectors, uh, creators weren't growing a big enough audience of collectors and collectors weren't discovering projects that they actually thought would be interesting or valuable in the long run. Uh, and part of it was just the, the market was getting so small. And it was fragmented across all of these different chains. Well, we still see the role of Stash as to be to break down those silos and to reconnect collectors and creators across every L1 ecosystem. We're confident that once those creators and collectors rediscover each other, but on a platform that supports every L1 ecosystem, we're confident they're going to experience encrypted NFTs, experience that core value proposition and decide that that is an area of design that they want to explore. But what we realized is it was a lot more straightforward and a lot more effective to bring people to Stash and then teach them about the value of encrypted NFTs than it was to try to yell about the value of encrypted NFTs in communities where users hadn't already experienced that value. It didn't seem interesting to them. There was no pure speculative value to them because it wasn't the sort of thing that mooned. Uh, and so rather than fight that battle, we thought, why not build an incredibly engaging multi-chain social product that allows users to come there, establish identities, establish relationships, discover new projects and creators from any ecosystem, including secret, including encrypted NFTs, 
and then show them that value directly when we've already won them over, when they already have some kind of affinity for the platform. So one of the challenges there, of course, is that not all of those users already have a secret account. They don't already come to the platform knowing anything about secret network. They don't have something like Kepler or Fina, a native wallet that supports the ecosystem. Those things seem to a lot of those users kind of scary. And we weren't converting users within the first five minutes of being active on the platform to suddenly installing an account so they could start collecting something, start talking on the social feed. They weren't taking advantage of those features. And that was a huge missed opportunity, but it makes sense. Most of us are naturally skeptical if you're like, install this completely new desktop or mobile application or browsing utility. Also, it's going to secure all of your assets and you've never heard of the blockchain and all of these other things. Really, really tough to sell users on that vision, again, if they haven't experienced it for themselves. So that was part of the thinking around Stash accounts. What if users could interact with the platform without having to trust a wallet that they'd never heard of? What if we could take them through the onboarding process in a way that felt more familiar to users from any ecosystem, or that felt familiar to millions of users who have yet to experience any Web3 ecosystem? Now, what we should have done and what we were pretty close to doing is maintain it so that in this transition process, existing users who only wanted to use the commerce features of the platform, who just wanted to be able to mint things, list things, et cetera, could still have a wallet-only experience. And then they just wouldn't be accessing some of the social platforms. They wouldn't be necessarily linking other networks to their account. And we considered this. Um, but it was a bit of work. It didn't seem that there was enough user demand for it. We, we've seen a pretty steep decline in engagement, just like every other NFT platform. We figured, why not make the change and just work from there to make it a better user experience? Well, for those of you in the community who have dedicated yourself to Stash over the past year plus, you made it pretty clear to us that we should have done a better job. We should have communicated that in advance. We should have maintained the ability to have a wallet-only sign-in experience, uh, we maybe have a more staged rollout so it wasn't so much of a shock to users who came in, finding that they needed to link an email in order to establish a Stash account. Uh, all of that we've taken into account. We're working on this. It shouldn't take much longer because, again, this is something that we previously considered, but a way to log in as normal to Stash with just a secret wallet no need to necessarily establish a link to an email in order to use all the existing utilities of Stash you use on a regular basis. You know, listing NFTs, uh, all of those things will still be available to you if you want the wallet-only experience. But we wanted the opportunity to at least tell you where Stash is going is so much broader than where it's been. And the Stash that you've experienced as early users uh, is not the same stash that we're going to have in the future, but that's because our, our vision has definitely expanded. We need to chase a more powerful positioning, uh, a much broader product, and a much broader audience to have any chance of being self-sustaining. And we'd love all of you to be a huge part of that. There's probably a portion of you who have no interest in that positioning or that social aspect, and that's fine. We still want stash to be a useful place for you and a place where you can discover valuable encrypted NFTs and trade them and list them. But that is just going to be a small part of where Stash is going. And we'd like you to be a part of this much broader vision. Um, so since we're about 
20 minutes into the space. Uh, I wanted to give up the floor for if the other members of the stash team that are up here on stage, if they have anything they want to add as to uh, community, well, well, specifically around like stash accounts uh, or any of this transition to stash 2.0, they're up here, but this is also an opportunity for all of you. If you want to stick your hands up, we can bring you up on stage to give your feedback more directly. If you have questions about everything I've said, this is your opportunity to have your voice be heard very directly by our team. Uh, please keep in mind again that this is a recorded space just for anybody that might make uncomfortable. Um, if it does make you uncomfortable, totally understand. Just reply to us on Twitter or in the Discord. We still want to hear your voice in the conversation. But floor is open for anybody who wants to stick their hand up. And in the meantime, for those of you who are up here, which is uh, Scary and Badrick, if there's anything you guys want to add uh, about how we've been implementing the change currently and also scary i think you might know a thing or two about the changes that are being made to allow for the wallet only experience uh if there's anything you want to add there the floor is open yeah so um you know as, as tos just said um the way that we envisaged this was as a starting point so that we could expand out and add different mechanisms to um to build an account and stash and to be able to connect from a range of devices much more easily. Um, one of the things that we were envisaging we'd do quite quickly is to bring in uh, wallet-based connections. So we're looking at how that might work at the moment. Um, we've got a prototype uh, Kepler and and others uh, connector. Um, it works broadly across a couple of different wallets, uh, which we're toying with. Um, there's also a possibility of just having like flat wallet login. So you would have something that was separate from a stash account. Um, really, we're looking for, for feedback on how people feel about that, really. Um, so do, do you want to just rock up with a wallet and buy, sell, and view stuff? And then if you want to access the additional features of stash, you add a stash account to that? Or is it simpler for you to just come along, link a wallet, and then that creates you the whole account, the whole experience? Uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's what we've been working on in the background. Um, we're, we're not too far off having something that we can start to show people externally, but obviously with it being a security piece, um, there's a fair amount of internal testing that we do before that goes to any test environments. Thanks for that update, Ollie. And so also, I know you posted some things inside the Discord about the choices that were made. I know we had some community feedback about emailing seeds versus just having them pop up in the browser or sending users directly to install the wallets themselves. I think internally we are of much the same mind about why those decisions were made, but, and I think we've explained them publicly, but if there's anything you wanted to add about why we chose that approach, um, again, floor is yours. Yeah. So really it's about the trade-off between um, protection and convenience. Um, so we definitely acknowledge that having a seed generated and emailed to you is less secure than other mechanisms of generating a seed phrase. But it also depends on what you envisage that you're going to store in there. So for instance, if you were only wanting to look at the platform to claim some free badges, that would be a very different security environment to needing to protect a million dollars worth of secret. Um, we're looking at how we can offer people who want to use the platform, a range of options from most convenient and necessarily less secure right up to 
you bring your own keys. Um, you know, you, you roll it offline in a in a dark room using dice. Uh, you put it into a hardware wallet. You connect that hardware wallet to your uh, to your browser, and then bam, you're in. Um, so the, there'll still be a full range. Keys will always remain with you, um, but the mechanisms that you can use to generate those and the amount of convenience we offer will vary. Um, I think the key thing that we need to do is explain that better, um, because we've never removed the option to uh, to connect your own wallet during the sign-in process. Um, that's always been there, and that's that's always what we would recommend that people do. Um, but for instance, if you're out at a conference and you're trying to claim uh, you're trying to claim a badge as a as a brand new user, as somebody who's not really Web3 native, the thing that you're going to have is a phone and a browser like Chrome or maybe Brave. That environment doesn't really allow somebody to to conveniently claim that asset. So the the emailed seed phrase and the automatic account creation, um, that's the kind of environment we see that sitting in. It's very much a, I want to create something quickly. I want to get going. I want to get onboarded. I want the experience uh, rather than I need that high level of security. So, so yeah, I'll stop waffling. But uh, to, to kind of bring that back to, to an overall message, um, we're going to do a better job of explaining um, the individual options are available so that new users get a better picture. Um, and we're also looking at um, potentially bringing back the in-browser generator. So you just get presented with a set of, um, a set of keywords. Um, but also worth mentioning that at no point do we hold to those keys. Um, we're a non-custodial platform um, and we have no immediate plans to change that. Yep, an important clarification. But thanks, Scary, for going into the details there. I think it's, again, a pretty clear consensus internally from the core development team for Stash about why we took this approach and what we're going to continue to build out. And a lot of it is, again, in the service of growth and balancing security and convenience. Um, but at this point, what we're most keen to see, again, is before we start doing any more aggressive marketing for the platform, uh, how the existing community feels about some of these changes, whether this changes how you feel about the platform or whether you have recommendations on how we can change it. Please keep in mind when we ask these questions, you know, we certainly want to know how it impacts you today, but we really care about how you think it's going to impact or what you think our responsibility is to the millions of future users that we'd like to come and at least try Stash for the first time, discover this core community, discover some of the assets that are listed, discover the social feed, we really want to make sure that we don't design things in a way where we've really delighted the 10 people who still actively use the platform and the social features on a daily basis, but then we've forgotten about the other million people who are going to show up and try to discover these tools. Um, we, we definitely care about that, and we do think that it benefits all existing users of Stash to constantly think about those people, think about growing our ecosystem, bringing more people into the fold as opposed to how we can put up walls that keep those people out. That certainly doesn't benefit um, either a marketplace or a social network or anything that relies on constant growth and self-pollination to be successful. Uh, so we're 30 minutes into the space now. The floor is open. There's a few of you here. Anybody who has a comment, question, suggestion, positive, negative, somewhere in between, please raise your hand. We'll bring you up here on the stage. Uh, if people have questions that they want to ask, but they don't 
want to come up onto the stage, I'm thinking one way that could be easiest for people is if they submit it on the Discord in the general discussion channel. Like, we'll see your question there. We'll answer it here. For those of you who can't raise your hand and speak on stage, we'll definitely try to pick them up from there. Uh, and again, we appreciate everybody taking the time to come to the August community call. We're going to try to do these on a more regular basis, but mostly based on community demand. Uh, bigger community equals more demand equals more frequent spaces. So really grateful if you guys continue to help us grow by sharing the word. So floors open. Hands for anybody who's got their feedback. I know some of you have uh, sent tweets asking questions about this issue. Uh, again, if you want to restate those questions and you want to just type them on the Discord somewhere, that's great. Or if you want to just jump up on stage and ask them out loud, happy to do that as well. I'll give it uh, a minute or so for people to find their bravery. I'm going to bring up the bravest man I know. <laughs> hello, hello. How are we doing? We good. What's up? So the Spartan NFT collection for Shade Protocol is officially ready to be released as per the artist. And one of the questions I have as a non NFT -er, what would you say the biggest differentiation is between stash and any other cosmos alternative? I'm very, I'm very biased, but I'm curious it's 2023 and you know, the modern version of stash versus where it was a year or two ago and also how other competitors have advanced as well. What would you say stash within the context of cosmos? How is it? differentiated and better than alternative platforms yeah sure with cosmos specifically um the model that we see in the cosmos is that we have dap chains and all of these platforms that you see are generally not only like a front end but also an entire blockchain serving specifically that application and that's true of something like omniflex it's true of something like stargaze um and in general, while that I think is still a healthy approach for a lot of applications that need like application specific customizability, it's not amazing for interoperability, especially since the Cosmos itself is not very large. So Stash, I mean, the very first obvious thing about Stash is we don't have our own blockchain. We don't, we're not tokenized. We don't have this sort of native focus, not because we don't think it can create value, but because I think it creates silos. And you have to really be placing a bet that your value proposition is so substantial, you're going to get people over to your silo to only create value in your ecosystem and nowhere else. I don't think that that is really realistic here for any of these different chain ecosystems, especially within the Cosmos. So what Stash is trying to do is to be a place where... If you are a creator, let's say, right now, we're only currently offering creator tools on Secret, uh, where you can come create an entire collection. We make it very easy. That was, of course, our original functionality was to make it easy. And then our biggest differentiator is encryption. The idea that you can own these assets privately, the idea that they can have encrypted metadata inside of them. These are still incredibly powerful utilities that are unique to Stash, but only because we're leveraging secret network, not because Stash built our own encryption technology. Because that comes from the blockchain, these can be interoperable, these can be interoperable NFTs that can be bridged using XP network that can be used in different secret applications. We kept interoperability, but we brought that functionality. Um, but what we're trying to be as a platform more generally is let's say 
you minted part of this shade specific collection on secret, like the main piece of it is on secret for these PFPs, you could still decide to do a follow-up collection that's native to Stargaze for whatever reason. Uh, and it has its own art or its own customizability. And with a single stash account, stash profile, you can display both. You can use your shade PFP as a verified PFP on the platform. You can prove that it's a real NFT on the secret blockchain um, while still you're the only person who can read the encrypted metadata. On that same profile, you can show off what you own uh, as a Stargaze NFT. Uh, and you can use your stash profile uh, you know, on Stash, you have a lot of social credibility. So you can be posting via your shade PFP on Stash in the feed to talk about applications within the Cosmos. Uh, or alternatively, you can be using this as a as your reputation off of Stash. We've certainly uh, thought about how we can turn Stash profile or Stash username ownership into something on chain, and then you use that on chain asset to log in or prove reputation or prove identity to some other application inside or outside the cosmos. So there's what Stash is today that differentiates us. There's what Stash is trying to be tomorrow that differentiates us. I would just say that. Uh, we're the platform that's most likely to be here in a few years uh, because of our broad focus, because of our focus on growth and sustainability. And that alone might be the best reason to want to launch a collection on Stash or focus your community's interactions uh, or how you interact with them on Stash specifically, because uh, we'll still be here. And I think that's important for anybody who's trying to think for the long term. Think about the platforms you partner with. Think about whether they're all as committed to the long term as you are. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, Tor, you might want to explain to the people like sort of the wider NFT ecosystem, which is primarily driven, which, which was, you know, on ETH or Soul, whereas, you know, we I think we've tailored for the last year and a half specifically to um, Secret, and now we're obviously expanding within Cosmos. But I think really for people that have sort of been very diehard, you know, secret supporters and Cosmos supporters that, you know, we're really trying to catch the main current of what's happening to be relevant, uh, not just today, but tomorrow. And I think maybe just highlighting some of the the trends. I mean, you, you touched on it, but maybe go into some of the market examples of, hey, look, you know, we want to be able to kind of be relevant beyond the Cosmos ecosystem. And this is why we're thinking that. And here are some examples. And here's how we're taking the lead on that. Very good feedback. Yeah, I think it's very important for us to speak to every ecosystem here, regardless of how they've gotten their feet wet. I think it depends also in some cases whether like this nft collection or what you're trying to do is it additive to some other experience like is it a collection associated with an existing platform or chain or is it the thing itself where it's it's an artistic asset or it's like some sort of generative art on the chain these are all very different use cases they need flexibility from the platforms that are giving it social context or giving it liquidity you know, that platform needs to be able to support all these different use cases. There's certainly some marketplaces that have focused only on art. There's some marketplaces that have focused only on these very highly financialized assets where it's like they just treat NFTs like, um, uh, to put it bluntly, shit coins with pictures. And really, they're just DEXs with a different front end. I think Stash is really concerned about how do we give more utility to creators and collectors how do we reward people for 
wanting to collect NFTs for the NFTs sake, not for the sake of doubling their money. That's an underserved market. And it's also, I think the only sustainable NFT market is finding people who are willing to commit their time, their money and their attention to things without expecting that they're going to triple their money, but just expecting they're going to have a positive social experience. And if that social experience is additive to a platform like Shade, which has a different value proposition, and then the financial things happen on Shade, but the social things happen on Stash, I think that that's a wonderful potential relationship. I think that those dovetail really nicely. And I think people in the cosmos who are used to this multi-chain, multi-platform ecosystem are probably the most likely to appreciate that. I do think that um, Telegram is its own set of silos. And so Stash is kind of a aggregate social feed that's way more focused than something like Twitter as much as I love my bad, my bad X, my bad X. Um, <laughs> like, please, please get it right. You're on X right now. I know, I know. But the fact that like Stash could be a social aggregate of all the different communities and, and the cult, the culture across all of them, I think is a really powerful idea. It's just what is it going to take to onboard all the folks and start convincing people to put their attention onto that social platform. Cause it's an attention economy and, and that's, that's the, the name of the game. So anyways, I'll be, I'll be following up on the, the Spartan NFTs. We're very Wonderful. excited to, to bring those to market and it really is just going to be pure art. This is no, extra utilities I, I think we're just keeping it keeping it simple um maybe one day those nfts could be a part of some 300 person multi-sig that like <laughs> likes to vote on signaling proposals the 300 spartans there could be some fun social stuff over the long haul but for now pure art probably what it'll always be awesome well we look forward to seeing that launching on stash again i think that Having it launched directly on Stash is great because we're not going anywhere. There's all this extra functionality around encrypted NFTs. And, you know, we're listening to user demand. We've also thought about how we add bridging to the platform. We already have a provider, XP Network, that's allowing people to bridge their assets from Secret into other chains and other ecosystems. So just because you decide to issue the asset on Secret doesn't mean it has to stay on Secret, the chain. It's just that if you issue it, on secret today, you maintain all that flexibility and functionality, regardless of where you choose to bridge it to in the future. Doesn't quite work the same way if you try to go the other direction. Obviously, you want to start with the utility of having an encrypted NFT and find a way to make it public if you need, as opposed to find a way to make it private again after it started public. That's that's not a great approach. That's what I would tell anybody. But of course, uh, you get a ton of utility natively on on Stash. So even if you're saying there's not some sort of explicit roadmap beyond we're doing it for the art, well, Stash is the platform where the community of collectors are going to find that social context. And I would love to support Shade Spartans as they come into that ecosystem to help them discover each other, to help them discover the Stash feed, help them set up their profiles. And it may help them discover all the other amazing creators inside and outside the secret ecosystem who already call Stash home. Lovely. Well, you got you got me amps. I, I got to hop off here back back to building. But uh, wish you guys Please luck do. for the space. Thank you. Appreciate it, Carter. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for sharing your feedback. Looking forward to the Spartans. Everybody on this call should be looking forward to that as well. It's awesome when new collections hit because we can uh, meet a whole bunch of new people we might otherwise not. Um, 
Floor is still open. Please raise your hands. I'll continue to give some updates here as we let people uh, come and give their feedback. We've had a little bit of feedback come into the Discord as well. So thanks for those of you who are sharing your thoughts there. Uh, there was a question about MetaMask support for interactions on Secret. I know that this is something that uh, Clipart, who's our platform lead and co-founder, has been thinking a lot about. Um, I just don't think he can necessarily talk today. But if you're interested in the answer to that question, uh, we'll probably be getting into it on the Discord. Unless, Scary or Bajrek, you have anything you want to say about it right now, specifically MetaMask support for secret assets and the challenges there. Uh, yeah, I can add a little bit to that. Um, that that's something that we actually have been working on. Um, unfortunately, one of the issues with uh, MetaMask support at the moment is that uh, MetaMask isn't uh, capable of signing permits in the same way that Kepler is. Uh, basically, uses a different uh, different library for doing the signatures. So uh, basically, contracts will would need to be updated to be able to. Uh, implement metamask permits um while that will you know obviously be workable with new contracts uh that are instantiated uh with the code for metamask permits uh existing ones which would be like all the existing collections right now uh, would not be metamask permit uh compatible uh so we actually are probably going to be submitting a proposal sometime in the very near future as to uh, uh, if, if people are aware. Um, uh, Secret Labs it will be implementing a network upgrade uh, in the next month or so that will enable uh, existing contracts to be updated. And uh, for any contracts that are currently existing, they need to be hard-coded as, uh, you know, allowed to be upgradable. Uh, so we'll likely be submitting a proposal to see whether the community is okay with us basically uh, providing Secret Labs a list of any 721 uh, contracts that were created on platform so that they would have the ability to be upgraded at some point in the future to have MetaMask permits added. Um, so if, if that if that proposal passes and we are able to provide that list to Secret Labs, then uh, that would enable those collections to be able to implement MetaMask permits. Um, obviously, any collections that were created off-platform, um, it would be up to those teams to uh, add their collections to the list to have a you know future MetaMask permit capability. But um, one thing. Uh, one thing to help with that, um, you know, even if it's uh, going to be a collection that isn't going to be upgraded to allow MetaMask permits, we were also considering uh, probably doing something where we would do like a fee grant um, and basically, you know, maybe give a, a user an option to pick like five uh, non-MetaMask permit um, uh, collections as, you know, basically a fee grant where we would actually pay the gas to uh, create a viewing key so that even though a MetaMask permit wouldn't work, at least we would have uh, a way to, you know, set a viewing key and still be able to display the private information that way. But, uh, but, but it is definitely something that uh, we have been looking into and have been working on, obviously, with 
all the recent changes that were rolled out that was uh, taking most of the work. But uh, but now that that's mostly done, other than, you know, the the tweaks that are coming with the feedback that we're getting, uh, we can move forward more with the MetaMask integration. Yeah, and just, just to add to that, I mean, obviously, you know, once we figured out that this was even a possibility, it, it was just a no-brainer to do it. Um, we'd, we'd kind of... Um, you know, it's, it's the wallet everybody's got. It makes onboarding so much simpler. Um, there's integrations all over the place. There's, there's libraries over the place. It's um, it's great. But yeah, so we, we we got to a point where we discovered that obviously the the signing mechanism that it supports was different, which is a little bit um, disappointing because uh, we would have liked to have dropped that by now. Um, but as Badrick says, it is something that we're actively working on. Uh, it just needs a little bit more um, a little bit more time and effort to get it over the line. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, for the more context. Hopefully, five, that was a good answer after your question in the Discord. So I hope you heard all of that. <laughs> but even if not, uh, just know that we're on it. It's just never as simple, unfortunately, um, as just plug and play. There's always a little bit more to it, but definitely it would help us onboard a lot of people really quickly to have more native support for secret NFTs with alternative wallets. That said, there's a lot of great stuff being built by all the different wallet teams, whether that's Fina or Leap or Kepler to some extent. Um, there's a lot that works really well for Stash today, and there's a lot of things we expect to continue to improve into the future. Floor's still open. Feel free to stick your hands up. Casual's got his eye on the Discord for any of you who've got questions or comments there. Tor, also maybe just worth highlighting, like, you know how aggressively we're going after uh, users and other ecosystems to grow Stash to be, you know, one of the the larger multi-chain wallets out there. I don't know that there's many people thinking that way. So maybe just highlighting our next steps, what we're going to be doing from not only aggressively onboarding new users, but what features we're going to be um, giving those new users and getting everybody excited. You know, given given that the space is in sort of a a lull um you know it's it's up to it you know the space it's it's constantly innovating right so we're gonna have to come up with new ways to sort of um bring in new users so you might maybe want to touch on that just so people see the bigger picture of where we're going yeah no doubt uh i think mc is right most of you have not gotten to see that but definitely something that you you only get a couple chances to do right before you want to do a broader marketing and awareness push for any platform need to make sure it's ready to go. So we haven't been very aggressive with this new positioning. We haven't been putting ourselves out there while we concentrated on the new onboarding flow, on improving profiles, things like that. There's not much urgency until we see that the space is ready for growth again, that people are ready to discover new products. Um, it, it means that we have more time to focus explicitly on the product and community feedback and getting it right. But that said, you know, our goal is to get to First, a thousand regular daily active users, then five thousand, then ten thousand, then fifty thousand, then a hundred thousand. Getting this large active daily user base that wants to come to create things on Stash, collect things on Stash, share things on Stash. We want to move from a phase where our biggest problem is not having enough content to a phase where our problem is not having enough curation. That's the tipping point that matters for any of these kinds of platforms. 
The first problem is a cold start problem. You really need enough people who are engaged with creating and collecting on a regular basis to even just retain new users who come in. They need to see an active platform. They need to see a joyful, interactive community, or they're going to move on and try to find it somewhere else. But if they do see that, and it brings them in and they say, I want to create, I want to share something, I want to be a part of this community. Now you get into a place where curation is really important. If you're thoughtful about this, you can try to solve both of those at the same time from the very first moment. So something that we're trying to do is be very direct with outreach to other ecosystems. Look and scout for incredible early community members who are very engaged in other ecosystems, right? At, at any L1 ecosystem, like MC is saying, maybe they are very active artists within the Tezos ecosystem. Maybe they're big collectors uh, on uh, Ethereum. Maybe that they're building a game with Polygon integrations, but they all have something in common, which is that they have a focus on community and creation and engagement. Those are the perfect early stage community members. And of course, as existing Stash users, we'd all be delighted to have them be part of that core community, especially if they're going to bring that interest and that engagement over to Stash as a platform, give us new ideas. So we're treating the current moment as an opportunity to sort of reboot how we're approaching the core community on Stash to make sure that this core community has just as much of a focus as the builders do on growth, sustainability, but not compromising on some of these other aspects of our ethos, like user privacy and encrypted NFTs and things like that. You know, that's that's a delicate uh, process as well. You, you you can't hollow out your ethos just for the sake of growth. But I don't think we have to choose. I think that we can find a hundred to a thousand new users who will themselves bring in hundreds and thousands of new users with them who are like them. And it's a question of how personalized can we make the onboarding process? How, how can we get Stash in front of as many of the right people as possible? Uh, I think personalizing it, making it feel very handholdy white glove when people are coming in to make them feel like they're coming home, that's something we can do at our scale that if we were millions of users bigger, we really couldn't do. So the most important thing at this stage is how do we find those people? How do we onboard them super quickly, get them set up with a username, introduced into the community? How do we reward them for that initial engagement? And if we're doing that right, then at least we win the chance to onboard the next thousand and the next 10,000 users. And those people will hopefully be modeling the kind of positive uh, growth-focused community behavior that we want everybody to have when they come in. Everyone should feel like they can build a part of Stash and make it special for these other users. If anybody's listening and you know people like this, again, they can be collectors or creators from any ecosystem. Well, now you know how easy it is to get them started with Stash. They can come and register their username in a matter of minutes. They can link any network you know, that we currently support, which is most of the major ones, can link that and build out their profile. They can start interacting on the social feed and promote their collection on the social feed. They can get in touch directly with our team. We can help them promote their work to the whole community. We have a number of ways to do that, including Stash of the Day, um, also social graph promotion, also partnering on a badge drop. There's all sorts of things that we're prepared to do right now as we go into this bigger push. You can expect to see us make a more public push around this new positioning and multi-chain support starting next month. 
Um, as soon as we've finished integrating all the changes based on your feedback around the new Stash account system. And then in September and October, we'll probably be much more aggressive. And then in 2024, when we're projecting the market might at least stabilize as opposed to be down only, uh, we have a lot of other things we'd really love to do. And uh, all of that is focused on making sure the ecosystem continues to grow. For those of you who are already creating in the Stash ecosystem, we want to make sure you always have a new base of collectors. For those of you who are collecting in the Stash ecosystem, we always want to make sure you have amazing new things to collect or be exposed to. Um, that's our responsibility. We're giving it a shot. Thanks, everybody, for your patience as we do our best to make that a reality. Well, we're here at the top of the hour. If there's any more feedback, now's your last chance. Get your hand up. We can bring you up here on stage to ask your question. Uh, we see some questions continuing to come into the Discord. Uh, for example, Wolf Bites is asking in the Discord about uh, testing wallet-only connections. We went into this a little bit at the start of the space, but it's worth restating. That's what we're working on. Um, because again, this is a process that used to exist. It was something we were considering adding to the existing onboarding flow. It's not going to take much longer. I don't like making promises on timelines. Um, I, I can promise we're trying to do it next week, but you know how these things go. Uh, but yeah, the feedback was clear from the community. that They wanted this option to be maintained. So we don't want to stretch it out any longer than we have to, since it's something you've told us you really want to see continue to be an option in the future. We understand some users uh, are going to be sad if they, if they can't, uh, if they can't do that, uh, I also think that eventually everybody should understand that, again, you can register an account, link any kind of email you want to that account. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, Scary, you want to say something anyway, so I'll shut up for a second. You can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just to add a little bit of, uh, of tantalizing detail to that. Um, so our, our wallet-only connection solution went into our internal preview environment today, which means that the whole Stash team is is playing around with it. Um, so off the back of that and the feedback we've got today, um, we would have something coming up over the next little while. Um, that's, there's not a guarantee that it'll go out quickly. It's not a guarantee that it'll go out in its current form, but it, it is something that we're building internally and we're quite a long way through the process of. Yeah. Not the short and sweet version of how I wanted to say it, but yep, there you go. Again, um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a process because we really do want to make sure that new users have a clean experience. We know that we've got some very active users still today, and we don't want to leave them behind. We don't want to give them a poor experience. But there's a million new friends we haven't met yet, and we want to make sure that they get a chance to meet all of you. That's it. Yeah, with with a lot of this stuff, it's a case of building it, trying it out, checking it works, going through the flows, finding the problems, all that kind of jazz. So. Cool. Any last thoughts before we wrap up this space? Remember, this is all recorded, so we'll be able to re-promote this on Twitter. You'll be able to re-listen to this in your spare time. I know all of you love to take these around and, um, you know, as you're going to bed, re-listen to it a few different times. But if not, uh, I'm thanking all of you for joining us here today on the space. And thanks, of course, to the Stash team who made time to join up here on stage as well. You can continue to interact with the whole Stash core team on the Discord. If you're not in there, pretty easy to get to it. Chat.stash.io. Chat.stash.io. I guess it's harder to say than I thought. 
Um, but pretty easy to get to. We'll see you in there. Feel free to ping us anytime with your questions in general discussion or any of the other channels. Uh, and then, of course, you can always tag us on the Stash feed. We all have usernames. Uh, you can at tag people on the Stash feed, get their attention. Uh, if you haven't looked in a bit, we've done a lot of improvements to the notification process on Stash. Uh, it looks a lot cleaner. We're going to make it a lot more customizable, especially as content grows on the platform. That customizability is pretty important. Uh, so keep an eye on the Stash feed. Keep an eye on uh, people launching new collections there and giving updates. We would love to see you over there. We'd love to continue to have you guys engaging with the feed. And if you haven't tried Circus Clash, you may notice we've been integrating more gaming into Stash as a platform. You can expect to hear some more updates in the future about that as well. Yeah, I'm slightly addicted to Circus Clash. I might have a problem. <laughs> uh, it's only a problem if you're not first on the leaderboard, but currently you are. Yeah, I'm going to stay there as well. So if anybody wants to try and beat me, come and play. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> I can't prove he didn't rig the game, but Scary is currently uh, our clubhouse leader in Circus Clash. So go check it out. Come to Stash. You'll see a little games drop-down menu. You can claim your own Circus Clash cards and uh, compete for glory. And at the moment, uh, Scary has all the glory, but not for long. Not for long. No one's perfect. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see indeed. All right, everybody. Thanks again for joining on the community call. We'll see you on the next one. Please keep an eye. We got lots of changes and improvements coming soon. And if you see new people coming into the community, please do a favor for us and uh, welcome them as well. Let's see if we can't get them to buy some stuff off the marketplace or at least claim some cool badges, set up a profile and get more involved in the community. It'd be great to keep growing. It'd be great to have all of you be a part of that growth. Cheers, everyone. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss. It's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, though the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner. They stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place. 
is smacking on the hostage Like this shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.